Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we discuss various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. This week I want to talk about the agricultural input prices. Uh, This is an important topic uh, for those that are in farming and in the food industry in general. Uh, And by agricultural inputs, I'm referring to machinery, agrochemicals such as herbicides, fungicides, and insecticides, and also fertilizer and fuel. Those are the major agricultural inputs when we think about that. And there's a number of reasons why we are focusing on this topic this week. Southern Hemisphere is in the planting period. In beginning of October, a number of countries will start planting their summer crop, uh, their summer crop for 2022-23. This is the grains, all seeds, vegetables, and also they will be heavy back in the fields in the, in the, in the horticultural industry. So this is going to be a busy time for agriculture. And the second point is that since the start of the Russia-Ukraine war, some of the um, agricultural inputs like fertilizer and fuel have dominated the global agricultural agenda uh, with many people worried about fertilizer shortages, uh, rising fuel, and what that will mean for farmers and their activity to get back to the, to the field. And I could also add here to say the higher grains and the all seeds prices since the start of the Russia-Ukraine war, and in fact, even uh, months before that, because there are other factors that have been driving food, uh, grain prices higher for some time, such as demand for grains in, uh, in, in, in China, the drought in South America. Those were some of the factors that were driving up the prices of grains. Uh, some people might have thought that during that period, farmers made a killing. But I want to contrast that to say uh, those profits or those higher prices um, have been eaten up to a certain extent by these rising um, input costs. Which also means then that if you are in horticulture or in livestock where prices did not rise as in grains and the oil seeds, you possibly as a farmer in a much difficult condition than those that were in the grains and oil seeds during this period. Now, there's a number of factors that were behind the increase in the input costs. But broadly, some of those were the disruption in the industrial production when COVID-19 pandemic started, uh, protracted supply bottlenecks, supply chain bottlenecks, higher shipping costs, China's decision to limit the fertilizer exports uh, from around about mid-2021. And most recently, of course, the point that I've already mentioned about the Russia-Ukraine war. Those were all of the factors that have been really adding pressure to the farmers. And as we start now, this 2022-23 production season, many people are asking themselves to say, how are the farmers coping with these prices? And are the prices still really elevated as we saw over the past few months? And I want to reflect onto those things. Now, if one look at the prices, for example, starting with fertilizer, the fertilizer prices are still relatively at, at, at relatively higher levels compared to last year. Uh, in, in fact, fertilizer prices today, they are still 60% on average higher than what we saw last year. And last year's prices were on their own higher than the prices we saw, let's say, 
uh, pre-2019. So we've been in this environment of generally higher input costs in agriculture. But if you were to compare the fertilizer prices now, let's say to April, uh, which was uh, a few months after the Russia-Ukraine war started, uh, fertilizer prices have come down by roughly 18% uh, from that period. So farmers are sitting now in a relatively better position than in April. And in April in South Africa was an important month because that's the time when the folks that are planting winter crops in South Africa, like wheat, canola, they paid even um, higher prices than what the summer crop farmers are going to be paying now. So you can think of it in a way of saying the wheat farmers have paid 18% higher for their input costs than what um, the, the maize farmers and the others will be paying at this time around. The same story is clear when you think about um, the brand crude prices. Brand crude prices have come off from the levels that we have seen um, over the past few months. Uh, but this time around, I mean, if you look at just the week that we are coming from and you average the brand crude price so far for the first half of this month, which is uh, September, brand crude prices are still about 31% higher than last year. But if you were to look at these levels and you, you compare with where we were sitting um, um, in the in the months after the Russia-Ukraine war, we've come off those levels. The story is the same if you think about the agrochemicals. The agrochemicals are the ones that I've mentioned, herbicides, fungicides, insecticides. They are down from a few months ago, but still 20% higher than a year ago. So the running theme for this year is that farmers are still confronted by elevated uh, input costs but better than the months after the Russia after Russia invaded Ukraine which is the levels at which many people were worried a lot about and all of these things matter for South Africa to the point that I mentioned that we are starting to plant in about two two weeks time or so. And some farmers in the Free State, Eastern Cape, in conversations I had with them last week, they were telling me that they are already ready to, to, to till the land and they will be working the land in no time. So the, they will be working in an environment of these higher input costs. But the positive thing is that when we spoke with the guys to ask them about, you know, are you going to be reducing the area planting this? time around what decisions will you be making uh, given these higher input costs it seems to us that south african farmers as i've said in previous podcasts will maintain a relatively decent area planting we're still looking at 4.3 million hectares for the summer crop uh, region the summer crop being your maize soybean sunflower uh, and and sorghum and peanuts so there will still be a large area plantings that, that that will be there and we guess even the likes of zambia zimbabwe and the others our neighboring countries will maintain a decent area planting but for south africa the fertilizer usage we did not really get a sense from farmers in, in, in conversations that they would be reducing their fertilizer usage. But for some of the African countries, the story might be different. You could see them cutting down on fertilizer. And in fact, this previous season, if you were to look at the yields and listen to farmers and the reports that were coming out of countries like Tanzania, Malawi and the others, it was clear that the yield decline in some of the countries was related to the amount of inputs that farmers have used. Now, given that Fed input prices are still higher than the input prices that were putting pressure on farmers last year in some of these countries, one wonders then what decisions will they be making this time around and what will that mean uh, for their crops. Now, aside from the summer crops, there are other challenges that have been confronting South African farmers. If you think, for example, about those that are in livestock, 
um, there's various challenges there that have been confronting them, like the foot and mouth disease, which I have talked about um, previously. But also the market access issues on those that are in horticulture um, in the EU and the other, and even our neighboring countries, Botswana and Namibia, are, are the case in point here where they still uh, place the temporary ban on the imports of vegetable products from South Africa. Those things have uh, profitability challenges or place pressure on the farmers that are in livestock, on the farmers that are in fruits and vegetables. So their profitability level is not as good perhaps as what you will see in the grains and the oil seeds, but still they have to pay the higher fuel prices. They have to pay the higher fertilizer prices um, that other farmers are paying. Uh, that's the point of course for fertilizer for vegetables and, hortica and, and, and fruits. So those are some of the key things that we'll be watching. And fertilizer and fuel is important for farmers in South Africa because if you think about the typical grain farmer in South Africa, uh, fuel makes up uh, between 11 and 13% of their production costs. Um, and South Africa is a, is a net importer of fuel. Of course, all of this is determined um, by the international markets. And the high usage of the, of the fuel is during the planting and in the harvest time. And in terms of the, 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 the fuel also, you find that in South Africa, about 81% of our maize is transported by road, um, roughly 76% or 75% of our wheat transported by road. So you would say on average, 75% of our grains and oil seeds, I'm adding now here soybeans, is transported by road. So all of this means then that fuel is important not only by for, for farmers, but for agribusinesses that are involved in the chain of moving commodities from farms to silos to the uh, processing plots and thereafter to retailers as the food products. And South Africa, in, in a case of a fertilizer, imports about 80% uh, of its annual fertilizer. And we are a small player in the, in the world market. I think we, form, we make up about 0.5% of global consumption, if I'm correct. And our consumption a year is somewhere around about just over 2 million tons of fertilizer. So there also, we depend on these global events, which is the point I was referring to, that India, Russia, the US and Canada are some of the important players. And Russia, of course, making um, being a leading producer of, uh, of, 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 of fertilizer, followed by China and the others. So the developments in the matter a lot for everyone that is in the in the global um, uh, agricultural market and how the usage of the fertilizer is also big in some of the crops that we are planting now maize for example i believe makes up roughly 40 percent of our total fertilizer consumption uh, sugarcane industry is also the big user and of course the the other crops if you think about the input costs again let's use the same example i used about maize where i said fuel makes up between 13 and in between 11 and 13 percent of the grain farmers input costs if you think about fertilizer fertilizer makes up about 35% of the grain farmers' input costs in South Africa. So these are substantial shares. So if these fertilizer prices is high, fuel prices is high, 60% up from last year, for example, in the case of fertilizer, that just tells you about the pressure that is in these grain farmers at this time around, which then goes back to the point I had made at the start to say, while grain prices are at higher levels, and in fact, grain prices are not as high as the input cost, grain prices as we speak today, they are roughly 25% up compared to last year. While fertilizer is 60% up compared to last year, 
and fuel is also uh, roughly about 30 over 30 percent higher compared to last year in those levels so that just shows you that the input costs are rising which is the main point here much higher than what you see on the selling price of the commodities that farmers are producing this again goes back to that point of we are in difficult production conditions uh, uh, for for farmers but I do think that some did plan well because we continue to see, for example, high spending on agricultural machinery, tractor sales, combined harvester sales. They still sitting on a positive. They are growing month by month, which means that farmers are, are investing in these movable assets and they are confident about the agricultural conditions in South Africa this time around. The one thing, though, that we do worry about um, in as far as the uh, agricultural machinery sales is that the rising uh, interest rates at this time around could put pressure on the farmers so that they to an extent that they may begin to see a bit of softening in as far as the spending on the agricultural machinery sale we could see machinery sales softening going forward this time around but i think beyond these higher input costs we are looking for a good agricultural season Farmers were able to absorb to a certain extent some of these co of these costs. Not that they didn't feel the pain; they feel they are feeling the pain, I believe. But to the extent that they are still looking forward to the next season, the message that we are getting when we speak with farmers across the country is of people that are ready to start the season and go forward uh, what they are planting. But of course, we will have to be watching also in the continent to say in our neighboring countries, the Zimbabwe, Zambia, Malawi, Tanzania, and the others, how will they be coping? with higher input costs and what will that mean for the yields and the ultimate and the, and the event you know and later the the harvests are from those countries and what that will mean for the regional supplies of grains but that's the point that we will be monitoring as the season progresses uh, and we are in a season to repeat the point i've made of higher rainfall that we are expecting on the backdrop of a la nina those are expectations of course we will be watching how the weather conditions develop uh, generally we expect good rains across the southern africa region with the exception of east africa which could experience uh, a bit of a drier weather conditions and as far as the broader themes about the policy there's still a discussion in south africa about how can government assist the likes of fosco which is a state-owned fertilizer company under the idc um, uh, on, on 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 improving its production capabilities going forward and in addition to that there are of course topics about uh, the logistical industry such as transnet and the others which on our side in the organization that i work for at the agricultural business chamber we are engaging with them to say let's improve the logistic let's improve the fertilizer production where we can in the likes of fosco so that in the long run we could be able to be in a better environment than we are at this point around. But ultimately, the point uh, for this week's podcast is that uh, input costs remain elevated. And there's a number of other challenges that I've, I've mentioned all weighing on farmers. But we're still optimistic that we will have a good season. Uh, we've written about this and a number of other things that you can, as always, access in our website, www.agbiz.co.za or in my blog, www.wandilesihlobo.com. Uh, that's it for the week. My name is Wandi Lesihlobo. I'm an agricultural economist based in Pretoria. Thank you for listening.